welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is episode number five, the final episode in our massive launch week, and I'm your host, Brooke McCallery. This is the podcast for those of you who want to slow down, want to simplify, and want to live a more contented, happy life. And it's where we have conversations and answer questions and just generally talk about what slow living is how to create a slower pace of life, and what that looks like for a wide variety of people. Because honestly, what slow is for me might be, and, and quite likely is, vastly different for you. And that's okay. It's, it's really about working out what is important for you, and stripping away the things that take you away from that, and then creating a life where those important things are at the center. Today, I want to talk to you about rhythms and routines, or specifically about uh, my morning rhythm. I've written a lot about it over the years, uh, about rhythm particularly, and I'll include links to those posts and some worksheets and resources that I've created to help you create your own morning rhythm and, and daily and weekly rhythms. And I'll include those in the show notes for today's episode, which you will find at slowyourhome.com forward slash five, just the, uh, the number five. So rhythm. Why rhythm as opposed to routine? Aren't they the same thing anyway? And yes, it is partly a matter of semantics. But to me, rhythm and routine are different things that offer different approaches to our days. But I, I guess if, if, you, if you want to say that I'm splitting hairs, that's fine. And they are two sides of the same coin. But to me, routine is... Um, we're told that routine is the domain of the successful and the organized and the on time. And it's the thing that you should be doing. That's what we're told that routine is. But routine is also restrictive. It's unfriendly. It's regimented. But rhythm, on the other hand, it speaks to you. It, it moves you. It moves with you. And it feels it feels good. On the face of it, there isn't much difference between the two. I, I grant that. But both, both routine and rhythm, they help you get things done. They deliver guidelines on what needs to happen and when, when those things need to happen. The differences, though, are really important. And if you're looking to create a simpler life with less stress, then as far as I'm concerned, rhythm is the way to go. After our daughter was born a few years ago, Ben and I were determined to establish a routine to get her sleeping pattern regular and to create comfort and predictability for, for everyone. As it turns out, um, babies don't really work like that. And I've discovered over the last few years that life doesn't really work like that either. It took us well over 12 months to, to figure that out. But we discovered that routine, which is a strict sequential approach to our days, was really less than helpful. It made us feel as if we were failing when we missed a step or things got out of order. And that wasn't a, a positive place to be operating from. But rhythm, on the other hand was a much friendlier idea. It spoke of order, yes, but also flexibility and movement and fluidity. It even sounded like a friendlier idea, rhythm. Rhythm moves you, you dance to it, you find your groove, you let go a little, enjoy the moment, you see where it takes you. It's more like a dance. Routine is not so much like that. It's a march, you know, you keep time. If you sway or if you linger or if you move out of order or miss a step, you're out of time. You're lagging behind. It's a failure. 
So rhythm allows change and flexibility for different seasons in life, which is why for me, rhythm wins out of a routine every day. So that's why I've adopted the idea of rhythm. But what, what does it actually look like for me and how does it help in creating a, a slower, simpler life? Um, I'm going to take you through my, my morning rhythm now uh, as I want to, I want you to see what it actually looks like in practice. Um, it, I don't think it will be. I mean, I always enjoy hearing how people uh, create and plan their days and how that helps them get things done. I always find that really interesting. I am a bit of a nerd about that sort of stuff, though. So uh, I hope that this is interesting for you and that you can see that uh, the reality is is quite different to what you know you might imagine. And um, yeah, I always find it illuminating when I when I see what people's lives actually look like and how they unfold. But first, before I get into uh, my morning rhythm, just a few things. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm not saying that this is the right way to do mornings. <laughs> it's just what works for me and my family right now. And I'm also not saying that you need to be an early riser. Um, I am. And again, it's just what works for me now. If I, if I could create a perfect day that was only about me, then I probably wouldn't be getting up as early as I do. But for now, it's what works and it's about compromising and negotiating and, and finding a, you know, a middle ground that, that suits everybody. Uh, and the last thing, um, the first few hours of my day are really, they're quite regimented. It's, it's more routine than not, actually. And that's for a few reasons. Uh, the first is that I just, I need it to be. I get up so early in the morning that if I didn't, and if, if, if I didn't know what my first steps were, I'd just roll over and I'd go back to sleep, honestly. Having a, a relatively strict rhythm for those first few tasks just takes the brain work out of it for me. And I don't have to think about it. I know what's first. I know what's second. I know what's third. So I just do it. It just lets me go into autopilot mode just for a little while. Uh, the second reason for my regimented approach to just the first couple of hours is that I, I, I we still have young kids. Our daughter is at school, um, but our son is still at home with me most days during the week. So I have quite a lot of stuff I need to get done in the early mornings. I can't write a blog post or record an interview while he's at home with me, for example, because he's four years old <laughs> and he just wants me to play Lego or trains or dinosaurs. Uh, and the, the final reason for me to to have this regimented approach is the, the daytime uh, is when I get my, my home stuff done. That's when I play with our son. That's when I clean. I do the laundry. I run errands. I go to the gym. I do the gardening. And that's stuff that I'm really happy for our son to be involved in. I'm, I'm not as thrilled with the idea of him sitting next to me as I work on my computer, though. So it's a really intentional division of my day, and it's just what works for me right now. When things change, for example, when our son starts school, things will look different again because what I need for my day and what needs to happen will be, be quite different. So what does my morning look like now? Um, my alarm goes off at 4 a.m., Every day, every weekday, I should say. I currently use the alarm clock on my phone, um, but I don't like having that near my bed. So I keep it on the floor on the other side of the bedroom. Once it goes off, I know I need to get up and turn it off straight away or it will wake Ben. So on a good day, I get up, I turn off the alarm and I pick up my clothes, which I've laid out uh, the night before. There's occasional days where uh, I go back to bed for either a short snooze, for a short snooze. And, and then there's other days where I turn the alarm off and I go back to bed until six or whenever you know our kids wake up, I, I I really don't like doing that. 
But when I'm sick or I'm feeling run down, I tend to listen to my body rather than push myself, as I think sleep is really important in maintaining like, good health and well-being. Plus, I operate better when I've had a decent sleep, maybe seven or eight hours. But on most days, I get up at four, I get my clothes, go into the bathroom, have a shower and get dressed. And then I head to the kitchen. I, um, I put the kettle on to boil and that's when I do some stretching. I like doing maybe a quick sun salutation to wake myself up. And um, one weird thing that I do, I always force myself to smile a ridiculous, goofy grin while I'm stretching up to the sky. I, it sounds really silly and I'm kind of embarrassed to even say it, <laughs> but it's how I, I greet the day in a positive way. And it, it honestly makes me feel different. Even if I have to really push that smile onto my face, if I don't want to do it, if I don't feel it, doing it always releases something positive in me. I'll, um, I'll put a, a link in the show notes to a really easy, quick sun salutation for anyone who's interested in trying it out. It's such a nice way to, to start the morning off and it only takes a few minutes. So the kettle's boiled, I've done my stretches and now I make a cup of tea. I, I love coffee. I love a good, strong black coffee. But um, a while ago, maybe a year ago, I started drinking tea first thing in the morning. Uh, I usually have a herbal tea, a lemon and ginger or a peppermint. And they help to warm up my, my digestive system, I guess, and they rehydrate me after the night's sleep. It's a really gentle way to wake up my stomach and my body as well, rather than a coffee. So I grab my tea and I head into my office. The first thing I do is grab a little green diary and I write down all the things that I achieved yesterday. So rather than a, a to-do list, a long to-do list, I write a have-done list and I start the day feeling positive at what I achieved the day before. So I note down things like the time that I woke up, the time that I sat at my desk and then the tasks that I worked on. I also note down the things that I got done at home, the places I went and anything else worth mentioning. It's an idea I originally got from Austin Cleon, and I find it really helpful. Again, it's, it helps me to start the day positively and to feel like, yes, you know, I'm, I, I do get stuff done. Even though some days it feels like nothing has happened and it's really easy to feel disheartened or despondent at you know, the days where you feel like nothing, nothing gets done. So after I've written in my, my little book, and it takes a minute or two, I grab my notebook and I write out my to-do list for the day. I um I have two. One is titled work and the other one is titled home. And under both of these, I write a maximum of three tasks that I want to get done for the day. For example, my work to-do list for today had three items on it. They were write notes for podcast episode, record podcast episode and outline Monday's blog post. That's it. And my home to-do list says clean shower, vacuum and clean glass. Having just three items on each list, is it's really helpful for a few reasons. Uh, the first is it's not overwhelming. Uh, even on a busy day, I feel like it's possible to work through those items on my list and make progress. And that's not to say that's all I need to do every day, obviously, because it's it's definitely not. I still need to do things like you know answer emails and check my Facebook group and reply to comments on the blog and questions, things like that. I also need to make the beds and put washing on and pack and unpack the dishwasher and hang clothes out to dry and put away clean laundry, that sort of thing. But those things are all daily tasks and they're things that I know they just need to happen. I have a separate list of these tasks, which I call my dailies. And uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes that will point you to a blog post and worksheet 
that explain what dailies are and then also how to create your own list. So once I've written my to-do lists, it's time to get into work. On a good day, it's about 4.30 a.m., maybe a little bit later, and I've got two hours of work time ahead of me. I try really hard to stay off the internet for these two hours. It's, it's, for me, it's really easy to get distracted by email or social media. And before I know it, I've wasted an hour or more. So typically, I use this time to write blog posts offline. Um, I write down interview questions, book chapters, or any other projects that I'm currently working on. And I use a method called the Pomodoro Technique, where I, I typically will work full ball on one thing for 25 minutes. And then I stop and uh, do something else for five minutes. Then I go back to a different task for 25 minutes, stop for five, then I go back to my original task and so on. Using this method, uh, I typically get between maybe a thousand and three thousand words written uh, or a good chunk of editing, depending on what I'm working on. But once the, the clock hits 6.30, regardless of where I'm up to and whether anyone else is already awake, I close my laptop and I head out into the kitchen to make breakfast. And this is where I switch hats into the mode of mum, house manager, that sort of thing. Um, some days it's a really big ask. I, I love nothing more some days than to keep writing or keep working. But I know that if I kept going until seven or later, my day starts off on the wrong foot. We run late, things don't get done. And it's just a big, annoying mess. So I force myself out into the kitchen and I start the second part of my morning. And that's when I pour myself a coffee if I don't already have one. Because uh, I find that the caffeine helps sometimes. I don't really need or want to go through all this stuff with you because it's both innately super boring and very specific to our home and our family and what we need at the time. But suffice to say, I, I work through things like breakfast, getting the kids up and dressed and ready for the day, making lunches, packing school bags, tidying up, unpacking the dishwasher getting laundry on, doing most of my daily tasks. And I also try and get one of one or two of my to-do list items done or underway, at least, you know, give it a shot. Of course, though, this stuff doesn't happen every day. But the beauty of rhythm is it doesn't have to, and I still feel okay about it. I think that's one of the major benefits of going with rhythm. I don't feel like... A slow morning or a morning where things don't go to plan, I don't feel like that's a failing. I just feel like that's life and that's why I've created the rhythm that I have for that stuff to be okay. So a couple of hours after I leave the office, we're out the door and, you know, the day begins. And that's how my morning rhythm unfolds. And it's, it's how it helps me get more done as well. It's partly preparation, partly having the rhythm in place, partly the discipline to follow the rhythm and partly being okay with things not necessarily going to plan. And having all of those things in place means that we get stuff done and there's minimal stress. So that about wraps up this episode. As I mentioned before, you can find the show notes and links to uh, blog posts and resources over at slowyourhome.com forward slash five. And feel free to leave questions or comments over there as well. Uh, one more thing before I go, uh, but if you're enjoying these first episodes of the podcast, it would be a huge help to me in getting word out about the show. Uh, and that happens when you subscribe to the show in iTunes, leave us a review or rating or share it with your friends and family. Apparently, uh, iTunes likes it when the Slow Home podcast 
uh, is reviewed and subscribed and downloaded. It helps get uh, the, the show in front of more people. And that's really one of the main reasons for this show is to help spread the idea of slower, simpler living to as many people as possible. So anything you could do to help with that would be awesome. Uh, thank you so much for listening, being part of this first week of the Slow Home Podcast. Hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. From next week, we will be releasing uh, one episode per week. As much as I'd love to do a daily show, I just can't commit to that uh, at this point. Uh, so our weekly episodes will be released on Thursday, Australian time, uh, which will probably be a Wednesday afternoon evening for those of you in the States and uh, parts of Europe. So until then, I hope you enjoy your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. episode of the slow home podcast if you enjoyed it be sure to subscribe via itunes and leave us a rating or a review thanks for listening